Welcome. Today we're going to study Lakuta Sichais, Chelek Tesva, Volume 15, the first Sicha on Hanukkah. This is a Sicha that so many people like to talk about over Hanukkah. It has become a well known classic of the Rebbe, and we're going to study it together. We won't read the text, but we'll study it as the Rebbe presents it here in the Sicha. Here we go. We all know we light the Menorah, and after we light the Menorah, we recite. Or some we sing, these candles that we are kindling, why do we kindle them? So we say, we're going to be using these words a lot, because of the Yeshuas. We'll translate that because you saved us, the translated as salvations. Because of the Nisim, because of the miracles, and the Alan and because of the wonders that you performed for our fathers. That's why we're lighting the candles. So again, we have Yeshuas, Nisim, and Eflois, salvations, miracles, and wonders. Then let's fast forward to the end. And we say, Hashem, we would like to thank you and like to praise you. Your great name. What are we thanking you and praising you for? For your miracles. And for the wonders that you perform for us. For the fact that you saved us for your salvations. Well, I hope you caught it. The order has changed. In the beginning, we say, And at the end, we say, Nisim, Niflois, and Yeshua. So we start off with salvations, miracles, and wonders. And we end off with miracles, wonders, and salvations. Why the difference? This is specific to the way Chabad, there are actually different versions of this paragraph, but as we have it recorded in our Siddur, this is the question we're going to deal with in today's Sikh. Okay, that's Ayesalah. Now, when are we reciting this? We're reciting this after we light the Menorah, which means which means that lighting the menorah is not merely a commemoration for the miracle of the oil. We're lighting this. These, what are we saying? These candles, we're kindling them because of the uh, salvations, miracles, and wonders. That means, first of all, for all three, whatever these three refer to, and we'll talk about that, we are lighting the Hanukkah candles for. And not only that, we are, each one is in the plural, salvations, miracles, and wonders. So there's a lot going on over here. The, the miracle of Hanukkah, all the miracles, including the winning of the war, we think of the menorah as merely being a way of commemorating the miracle of the oil. But the fact is, right after we light the menorah, we say, no, 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 no. We're lighting this menorah also because of many other things. We're also lighting it because of the great miracle that the Chashmanayim, the Maccabees, won the war. And this answers a very interesting question. You see, when it comes to the holiday of Purim, where we celebrate also a victory, a victory over Haman, we actually have an obligation to commemorate and to celebrate that victory, both during the day of Purim and in the evening of Purim. We read the menorah in the daytime, and in the evening, we celebrate this miracle. Now, do we commemorate the miracle of winning the war of Hanukkah, the war of Hanukkah, the victory, the victory of Purim we commemorate day and night? Do we commemorate the victory over the Yavanim, the Greeks, day and night. Well, we mention it in our service, in our davening. We say, Al-Hanisim, God, thank you for the miracles, and we talk about the victory of the war. So we do mention it in the morning. We mention the daytime, Mincha. And then we also mention in the evening. But as you might be familiar, the evening service, Mariv, is actually not technically an obligatory service. It's actually not technically an obligation. So therefore, if the only time we're mentioning the victory over the Greeks is in Al-Hanisim, is in the evening Amida, well, technically there's no real obligation to recite that Amida, so there's no technically an obligation to 
thank God for the victory of the war. How could that be? How, how can it come in Purim? We have an obligation to thank God for the victory uh, in the evening, and in Hanukkah we don't. Well, you're gonna say, well, if you eat something at night, then you're gonna be doing the benching. And in the grace after meals, you're also going to be including Al-Hanisim, you're gonna be thanking God for the miracle of the war. Yes, that's true. But who says you're eating something at night? It doesn't say anywhere in Jewish law that you have an obligation to eat something, to eat a meal at night. And that will therefore obligate you to do the, to recite the grace after meals, which will then obligate you to include the victory of the war. No. So the question becomes, do we commemorate the winning of the war in the evening? The answer is, aha, we do. Based on what we just said, you got to read Hanera Salah, look at the text. Lighting the candles, why are we lighting them? To commemorate one of the, one of the facets, one of the dimensions of, of why we're lighting them is to commemorate winning the war. That's why we're lighting it. As is many times the custom, when, when you have a victory, what do you do? When you have a victory, you light candles. That's a form of celebration. So basically what we see here is that lighting the candles is indeed not just a commemoration of the miracle of the oil. It's of many miracles, wonders, salvations, including the victory of the war. Okay, fine. So now let's get to the answer. The answer is, and as the Rebbe many times does in his sikhas, many of us been learning them for a while. First, he sort of gives us the nugget. He gives us the answer, and then he's going to develop the answer. So the answer, this is Siv Gimel. The answer is very straightforward. The first time we mentioned salvations, miracles, and wonders, we're talking about as they occurred chronologically. But then at the end, when we say, God, we want to thank you. We really want to thank you for the miracles, the wonders, and the salvations. Nisim, Neflois, and Yeshua's. There we're talking about them as they impact and affect us, how we see them, the order that a human being is it, 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 it evokes within him that that feeling of thanksgiving, of gratitude. How would that come within emotionally, within the psyche of a person? There, that's at the end of Alamis. So that's the answer. Now let's explain it. And that's Aizdal. Okay. So let's talk about what is a Yeshua, a Ness, and a Niflu. Yeshua means a salvation, saving someone, which means you have two people, opponents, they're, they're in combat, two sides. Either side technically could win. And then side A wins. God, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for allowing me to be victorious over my opponent. Is there anything uh, supernatural, wondrous, out of the ordinary here? No, either side could have won. It's true. But thank you, God, for helping me in our cause. Fine. That's a Yeshua. In other words, a Yeshua is a time when we see something which occurs naturally, but we are thankful and we, have, we, are, we, we express gratitude for God for giving us something which appears natural, but we thank God for that. Okay. Then we have a ness. A ness means a miracle. A miracle is a something extraordinary. A miracle is something that goes above and beyond something which really, there's no way to explain it within the realm of nature. You can't really explain that phenomenon. That's what a miracle, that's a ness. And a nifla, we translate that as a wonder, is something which... You know, you could, you could, you can explain it. You, you can certainly explain why it happened, but, but wow, that, that's really impressive. That's wondrous. That, that, that perks, that perks your interest. That, that gets at you. The example would be, for instance, the Alter Rebbe. We just celebrated the Yutes Kislev. We just celebrated his miraculous, well, I wouldn't use the word miraculous, his wondrous, his wondrous uh, freedom from uh, incarceration. And the words he uses are Hifla Hashem. Hashem did something wondrous. Now, it actually, it, it, it's explainable. In other words, if you'd like to see it as a natural phenomenon, you could actually happen. They worked through the government. They worked through the officers. There was a natural course of, it wasn't something where all of a sudden um, something dropped out of the sky. Okay, that's true. But it's something that certainly gets your attention. That's a Nifla. That's a, a wonder. Okay. 
So again, we have the Yeshua, the natural, the Ness, the miracle, something which is inexplicable, and we have the Nifla, something which is wondrous. And now, hey, now let's put them into the story of Hanukkah. Let's move along chronologically. Chronologically, the story of Hanukkah began in the city of Modin. It began when the Greeks set up a, a, a statue, Zeus, whatever it was, and they got the ad, they told the Jews to prostrate themselves. A group of Chashmonaim, a group of fierce warriors said, absolutely not. And they actually, right there and then, there was a mini war, if you will, there was a mini struggle, and they overcame the Greeks. Listen, it was a few against a few. It could have gone either way. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. That's the Yeshua. That's the salvation. That's how the story of Hanukkah begins. Well, when the Greeks hear about that, then they bring out the big guns. And the Greeks, being the uh, greatest force uh, in, in the entire planet at the time, uh, this is the, 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 the Greek Empire. Now they come to wage war against a bunch of Jews. So this would be the equivalent of the U.S. Army waging war against a bunch of yeshiva students. Well, yeshiva students are victory. The Hashem are victorious. That's a nest. That's a miracle. Remember, first we start with the wonder. When we start the Hanar Salah, thank you, God. When we start these candles that we're kindling, we're candling them. And now let's go through the story. The story is first a Yeshua, a salvation, then a nest, then a miracle, and finally a nifla. And this is a part of the story that I think we, in Chassidus, actually, we, we talk about this quite a bit. But in the story, I think we, 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 look, we overlook this. And that is the fact that they found the oil. You have to understand, the Greeks made a concerted effort, a concerted effort to defile all the oil in the Besamekish. Now, they, the, first of all, the jugs of oil are not like the little uh, skits where a little, little jug. They're a sizable jug. They're a size. Remember, they have to have half a load. They have to last for the entire evening. And they only kept them in one room. There was a Lishka Sashman, and there was a room where they kept the oils. And, and the Greeks managed to defile. This is, this is their effort. They're coming into the pile of the oil, and they miss one jug. By the way, the commentary tells us, tell us that um, by Jewish law, just a Greek touching the jug, even without getting rid of the seal, would have rendered it would have rendered that jug really unusable for the menorah. So therefore, it had to be in a place where it was obvious that they didn't even move it. It was somehow got hidden underground. And got, got, I mean, it's, it's, it's really something wondrous. Could it have been a natural phenomenon? It, it could have, but, but, but this is pretty impressive. This is, this is very, very impressive. And that's a nifla. Wow, wow, wow. Of course, afterwards comes the miracle of the, uh, of the oil, and that's included in the word miracle before. Remember, we're talking about the story as it happens chronologically, but as we mentioned earlier, it says wonders, miracles, uh, sorry, uh, salvations, miracles, and wonders. So within that miracles, the first miracle was the war, but that miracle, of course, includes the miracle of the oil as well. And therefore, that is the reason that when we begin, we say, God, thank you for the, for the Yeshua's, the salvation. That's the war in Modi'in. That's the... That's the uh, combat there, then the Nisim, the miracles, that's the big war, and then the Nifla, finding the oil. Okay, that's the chronological, as that, that's chronologically as it happened. Now, Sifav, let's talk about the way we experience it. We, what evokes within us, what hits you first? What hits you as, wow, well, obviously, Ness, a miracle. The first thing that we, you experience a miracle, which really is inexplicable, wow. That has, you feel that emotional rush of gratitude. Thank you, Hashem. So therefore, at the end of al when we're talking about how we respond, God, we'd like to thank and praise you. The first thing that comes is Nisim, the miracles. The winning of the war, wow. The next thing that comes is the Nifla. The Nifla is the wonder. Yes, you could try to convince yourself and, 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 and mistakenly so and think that it was somehow just a freak. A freak accident. The nest you couldn't think is a freak accident. It's impossible. That, that, that clearly is the hand of God. 
the nifla you could think as a freak accident, but when you think about it, you realize, wow, God, thank you so much. Thank you for th- thank you for this. And that's the nifla. That's the wonder. That's the next thing emotion. And then as we move up in our appreciation of God, we come to the realization that the nature itself, that yes, that struggle in Modi'in, where it could have gone either way, we come to understand, we come to appreciate, and we come to praise and thank God for the Yeshua, for the salvations, for the natural victories within our life. And therefore, at the end of all Nisim, it's Nisim, miracles, that's the first thing that hits us emotionally, then Nifloy's wonders, and then Yeshua's. And now, Siv Zion, that ever takes us a step deeper. This is perhaps, this is a, go, going another level. Uh, and hold, hold on for Siv Zion as we get ready to wrap up the Sif again. So let's go. It's not just, says, it's not just that nature is also a construct of God. So we're talking about Yeshua. Yeshua means something which is, seems like a natural occurrence, but we come to appreciate that, no, 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 nature itself is a construct of God. The fact that naturally this happened, we thank you for that. It's much more than that. What we're saying Yeshua is much more than that, and that is, when it comes to the Jewish people, God interacts with the Jewish people on a completely miraculous plane. It just takes on a natural form, and it appears to be a natural phenomenon, but it's not. In other words, the non-believer says it's just nature. Fine. Then we're not we're not sort of going there. Then, then there's the believer who says nature is the nature of life is indeed a creation of God. And if you look hard, you'll recognize God within nature. Fine. It's much more than that. Jews aren't bound by the laws of nature to begin with. Every time that we receive something, quote unquote, naturally, okay, it's a real, it's really a miracle. That miracle takes on a physical form. The miracle is taking on a physical form. It's not a, a it's, 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 usually we say nature and we say, aha, that's something miraculous. That's, that's the hand of God. No, no, it's really the other way around. That's a miracle and it's taking on a natural form or almost to, 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 to give us the impression as if it's natural. The example we have is, for instance, the Gemara says, someone, the expression is as follows. <coughs> someone believes um, they believe in the life of the world. They believe in God. In God. So they, God, I, I trust you. Here's the farmer. The farmer's out in the field. And he expresses his belief in God. And then he plants. And it grows. So it's not, you know, it, it's not that the growth comes from the laws that God establishes and he recognizes those laws to be godly. No, 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 no. You know why it's growing? It's growing because he believes. He says, God, I believe in you. That's why it's growing. Okay, it has to take out a natural form. And that natural form that it takes on is through the minerals, through photosynthesis, through the entire biological process of growth. And that's sort of a deeper perspective of Yeshua, of a natural victory in our life. A natural victory in our life is not really nature where we recognize it's a miracle. It's the other way around. It's a miracle that therefore gets closed within nature, at least for the Jewish people. As we conclude, let us now conclude and talk about the source. In other words, everything in this world has a spiritual source. The Nisim, the Niflois, and the Yeshuas. A short introduction, and that is that Kabbalistically in Chassidus, when something is revealed, it's limited, which means very simple. Anytime there's any form of revelation, anytime, that means it takes on a certain form. So if I say that this is revealed, it has a color, it has a size, it has a shape, it has a way. This, you can now, revelation means it has certain properties. That's what the word revealed means. If something is so, is, is, is incredibly powerful, incredibly high, incredible aloof, incredible, the essence of something is really unknowable. It can't take on a form. The minute it takes on a form, 
then it's not the very essence. It has some color, some shape, some size. It takes on some knowability, if you will. And this is true throughout all of Judaism. When something, when there's, for instance, um, you can have darkness and you can have darkness because there's uh, no light and you can have darkness because there's too much light. Too much light, it becomes dark. What does that mean? It's too much light, it's dark. That means it can't, I, I can't, I can't touch it. I, I, there's nothing palpable or tangible about this because it's beyond any definition. So therefore, let's look at these three levels. Down here, a miracle. A miracle is a revelation of God. Wow, you see God. Well, you know what the spiritual source of that? The spiritual source of that is a revealed part of God. And remember, revelation means it's not the essence. So the revelation, you're seeing a miracle down here. Well, its source is within something, a revealed part of God, which means some part of God that has some tangibility. It's not the essence. That's yes. A nifla, a wonder. A wonder, you don't see God openly, but it, it evokes something. It, it, it perks your interest. So there's some knowability there. You see the hand of God. Aha, if you're seeing the hand of God here, that means it's source, the source. When we say the source, we mean as where within Hashem does such a miracle come from? Where within God does such a wonder come from? It comes from a place that has some de definition. Now, God himself, of course, has no de definition, but God puts on, puts on, if you will, certain ways of getting to know him. We call those the spheros, we call those the, the garments, whatever you want to call them spiritually, but God puts on some colors, some shapes, some sizes so that he can have a relationship with us. Aha, so if we can see God, it's coming from what part of God? Part of God that God wants us to know who he is. Then you come to Yeshua. Yeshua is something which appears to be part of the nat natural order of life. Aha, do you know which place, where within, where within God that comes from? That comes from the deepest part within God, just as, it's, as God is sort of, hidden, concealed, and behind the facade down here, unknowable, it comes from the unknowable essence of God. And therefore, as we conclude al we say, God, thank you for the miracles. The miracles, we really appreciate them. Then we move up a level. Nifla is the wonders. What do we mean move up a level? They come from a deeper place within God. God placed within God, which is not as knowable. And finally, we come to Yeshua Sefer. We come to salvation. God, thank you for giving us and for allowing us to have some connection with the deepest, the very essence of who you are. Afraid of Hanukkah, everybody, and please enjoy this. It is really an all-time classic. Hatzlach.